Hello, this is Gurmeher Kaur from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of March. In a major development, a Delhi court has granted bail to former railway minister and RJD chief Lalu Prasad Yadav, his wife Rabri Devi and their daughter Misa Bharti in connection with the alleged land for jobs scam. The family appeared before the Rouse Avenue court today with Yadav appearing in a wheelchair. The case relates to the alleged appointments made in the railways in exchange for land parcels gifted or sold to Yadav's family during his tenure as the Minister of Railways between 2004 and 2009. The CBI, in its charge sheet, had alleged that irregular appointments were made in the railways, violating laid-down norms and procedures for the recruitment. The agency claimed that as quid pro quo the candidates directly or through their immediate relatives and family members sold land to Yadav's family members at a highly discounted rate, up to one-fifth of the prevailing market rates. Special Judge Gitanjali Goyal had issued summons to the accused persons, including Yadav's daughter, Misa Bharti, on February 27th and directed them to appear before the court today. The family has been granted bail on a personal bond of Rs 50,000 and one surety of like amount each. The decision comes as a relief to the family, who had been facing charges in the case for some time now. BJP MLAs were protesting against the state government when RGD MLAs started distributing sweets. The situation escalated and the MLAs began throwing sweets, as seen in the video posted by news agency ANI. The leader of the opposition in the Bihar Assembly, Vijay Kumar Sinha, accused RGD MLAs of quote-unquote gundaism and said he would take the issue to the governor. Former Deputy Chief Minister of Bihar, Tarkishore Prasad alleged that the scuffle was done intentionally against the BJP and that no action was taken against the senior leaders who engaged in this behaviour. The BJP Congress debate surrounding Rahul Gandhi's comments in the United Kingdom continued for the third consecutive day during the budget session today, leading to a commotion and adjournment of both Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha shortly after their commencement. The Treasury benches have been demanding an apology from Rahul Gandhi, while the opposition has been asking for a joint parliamentary committee probe into the Adani-Hindenburg research issue. Today, opposition leaders marched from Parliament to the Enforcement Directorate office to submit a complaint regarding the Adani issue. Proceedings will resume on March 16 at 11am and will likely be contentious again. Congress MP Manish Tevai today gave an adjournment motion notice in the Lok Sabha seeking a discussion on the essence, substance and spirit of freedom of speech according to the MPs under Article 105 of the Constitution. In the Rajya Sabha, Congress MP Pramod Tewari gave a suspension of business notice under Rule 267 on the Adani Group issue. Earlier today, opposition MPs met at Congress President Malikarjan Kharge's chamber in Parliament to strategize on the Adani Group issue. The Rajya Sabha was adjourned for the day, three minutes after it convened, for the post-lunch session. The leader of the opposition, Malikarjan Kharge, stood up to inform the House about the opposition's march to the ED office, which was stopped, but he couldn't speak over the din. Today, a protest took place in the Kerala Legislative Assembly after the Speaker, A.N. Shamsir, denied permission for an adjournment motion moved by MLA Uma Thomas. The motion was related to recent assault of a minor girl in broad daylight in the state capital. This denial of notice resulted in a scuffle between the security personnel and opposition MLAs. Opposition members protested by raising slogans against the speaker and holding a protest banner in front of his office. Security staff attempted to remove the protesting opposition member, which led to a scuffle. The opposition alleged that the security staff manhandled senior Congress legislator Thiruvanchur Radhakrishnan. 
some legislators from the ruling bench also joined the melee. Four opposition MLAs and five security staff were admitted to the hospital in Thiruvananthapuram. Opposition legislator K.K. Rama was allegedly kicked by ruling CPIM legislator Eid Salam and was also admitted to the hospital. Sanish Kumar Joseph, an opposition legislator, collapsed during the scuffle. Opposition leader Vidhi Satesan criticised the speaker for repeatedly denying permission for notices for adjournment motions, to which Chief Minister Pinarai Vijayan had to reply. Satesan alleged that the speaker's actions were part of the Chief Minister's family's agenda. In response, PWD Minister Mohammad Riyas said that Satesan was insulting the minister and behaving like the BJP's opposition's leader. He stated that all ministers, including himself, had become ministers as part of a political party and criticised Satisan for not raising his voice against the BJP. Listeners, while the Supreme Court-appointed expert panel probes corporate fraud allegations against the Adani group, we choose to turn our gaze to a towering building in Ahmedabad that's been at the heart of the Hindenburg controversy. Not for all accounting firms that operate from the structure, but for two rooms on its fifth floor, which housed the office of Shah Dhandharia and Co. LLP, the company that audits the accounts of Adani Gas and Adani Enterprises. This auditor did not, quote-unquote, seem capable of conducting a complex audit, according to the Hindenburg Research Report, which had sent Adani stocks into a nosedive with its acquisition of market fraud and stock manipulation. But there may be other ethical questions which haven't gotten enough media attention. To know more, read Basant Kumar's report. It is titled, The Hindenburg Files, The Curious Case of Adani's New Auditor. We have been able to bring you such analysis and reports only because you've got a back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Chief Justice of India Diva Chandachur has set a hearing for 24th of March to review a plea made by K. Kavita, a member of the Bharat Rashtra Samiti, challenging a summon issued to her by the Enforcement Directorate in Delhi Excise Policy case. Kavita, who is also the daughter of Telangana Chief Minister K. Chandrasekhar Rao, was questioned by the ED on 11th of March and summoned again on 16th of March. The case presents the issue of whether a woman can be summoned to the ED office, which Kavita's lawyers argued was quote-unquote completely against the law. However, the court did not provide an immediate hearing and reiterated that the case would be listed on 24th of March before an appropriate bench. Kavita claimed that ED summons is a violation of Section 160 of the Code of Criminal Procedure, which states that a woman need not appear as a witness before a police officer anywhere other than her own residence. She also alleged that the ED summons was an attempt to intimidate her and that she was forced to produce her mobile phone and questioned after sunset during her last appearance. Her personal details were also reportedly shared. The petition filed on her behalf says that there is no case against her and that she has been implicated based on statements extracted from individuals through coercion. Former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan tweeted today that the Pakistan police's quote-unquote real intent is to quote-unquote abduct and assassinate him. From tear gas and water cannons, they have now resorted to live firing, he said. Khan's tweet comes after members of his party, the Pakistan Tehreek-e-Insaf, clashed with the police on 14th of March after the police went to Khan's home in Lahore to arrest him in connection with the Tosha Khana case. The case, for which Khan is being targeted by law enforcement agencies, involves allegations of corruption and misappropriation of public funds. The former Prime Minister is accused of buying luxury gifts at a discounted rate from the state depository and then selling them for a profit, thereby violating the country's laws on corruption and financial impropriety. 
Khan and his party have vehemently denied the charges, calling them politically motivated and part of a wider campaign of harassment and persecution against opposition leaders. PTI workers took to the streets in protest the 14th of March, blocking roads and disrupting traffic in several areas of the country. The police's use of force to arrest Khan has been criticised by human rights activists and opposition parties who have accused the government of violating the rule of law and constitutional norms. The clashes in Lahore's Zaman Park area have also led to casualties on both sides, with reports suggesting that dozens of police personnel and PTI workers have been injured. According to the Hindu, the standoff has now spread to other parts of the country, with PTI workers blocking roads and disrupting traffic in major cities, including Karachi, Peshawar and Islamabad. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.